Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Living Your Best Life. Um, we're here doing the thing again every Sunday. Every Sunday night. You know, we're uh, we're gonna stay consistent within. We'll see where it goes. You know, we we have very busy schedules, but uh, you know, when you prioritize the things that you want to get done, you actually get things done. Oh yeah, definitely. So today we're gonna talk about a variety of different things. There's a few things that happen throughout the week that kind of influence the kind of the title of the podcast. So today we're actually going to talk about something that we've seen in our lives and in the lives of a lot of other people. Um, And it's the topic of essentially getting married at a young age. So now because we're young and, you know, we did get engaged very recently, that's kind of been popping up a lot. And I've noticed that a lot of people around my age, around our age, they have been getting engaged. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a nice topic to to discuss. It's like, how do you know when it's time to get engaged? How do you know that you're getting engaged to the right person? How do you know that you're making the right decision and you're not prematurely jumping into a long-term commitment that's going to essentially shoot you in the foot before you even start? So, you know, these are a lot of very common questions that I hear, especially with people that are in relationships at a young age. So Yeah. For you, what would you say would be a red flag before if someone wants to get engaged or married? No, I don't know. Uh personally like, on the on the girl side, like as a man, what would you see as a red flag with a woman? Hmm. I don't know. To be honest with you, it's just, it's all about personalities, right? Like if there's some things that might be red flags for me personally, but for other people, it's just, you know, I would say if the personalities don't click, you know, like if if you, if, if that's not somebody that you actually can click with, uh, in terms of, you know, yeah, it's nice. You guys hang out for an hour, two hours every day or every couple of days and you guys get along, but it's like, you know, when, when you're personalities actually did you guys butt heads or you guys actually don't you guys don't connect the way you guys think you guys do then it becomes problematic because obviously it's a big difference hanging out two hours every couple of days than it is you know spending living together yeah so i think it's just kind of looking at your personalities seeing the parts of the other person that you know that you don't really click with and kind of adjusting yourself and adjusting the other person and kind of becoming like a unit. Yeah. I feel like from the start, if you guys don't click, like you guys always butt heads whenever you hang out, that's a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. Because if you guys are butting heads for those few hours of hanging out once a week or twice a week, what is it going to be like when you guys are married? Some people feel like when they're married, every, all the problems are going to get solved. Everything is going to go away. And then they're going to live happily ever after. But there's issues at the beginning of the relationship. Those are things that you should keep in mind before moving forward. Yeah. And a lot of people disregard that. Because mm-hmm. usually people, they, um, like they, people need to understand that in the beginning of relationships, it's typically like, you know, they call it kind of like, I don't know. They usually say that's the best it's going to get. I kind of disagree with that now that I'm thinking of it or and saying it out loud. But typically they say that's the best it's going to get because everybody has this like persona that they're trying to portray as if they're like perfect. So you don't really get to see anybody's bad side. Yeah. So, I mean, to a certain degree, that's kind of true. But if it's bad in the beginning, that just goes to tell you that, you know, it's only going to go downhill from there. But, you know, obviously there are different instances, like there's different, 
people grow. And if you're looking to adapt and you're looking to change with your partner and actually grow with them, then it's different because you're willing to actually adjust your flaws and you're willing to kind of integrate their preferences with your flaws and kind of build yourself up in a way where it's like, okay, you guys can actually be a unit together, you know? I feel like it depends on uh, your partner as well. Some people are willing to uh, adapt to your lifestyle and, you know, grow, grow with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people just want to grow apart. They want to do their own thing. And yeah. that's where I feel like conflicts kind of yeah. start. And, and I feel like people shoot themselves in the foot before they even get into it. Because it's like right now, the whole idea of like a long-term relationship or, you know, getting engaged or married or that, that commitment. To a lot of people, it's it's not a it's not what it really like to them. It's a bad thing. Like to them, it's like oh, I'm getting locked out. You know, yeah. like I'm oh, this is my last couple of days of freedom. And although like you know, you could be saying it as a joke or whatnot, but it's just like the mentality that you have going into it. It can actually shoot you in the foot. Yeah, you know? and you hear a lot of even with like bachelor parties. Uh, <laughs> I find it mostly with men. Like their boys will take them to like a strip club or all the any of the stuff and for them that's like the last day of them yeah that's like that's like white people shit that's like the last day of them having fun yeah (laughs) before they like get trapped but at the same time i feel like i mean you're in a long imagine being in a long-term relationship and then literally the night before your wedding or like the week before your wedding you're having your bachelor party and that's when you're like basically you have permission to cheat (laughs) i don't know i feel like that's more so like i don't know I, I think that's like a movie thing. Like they just kind of portray that in movies. But I get it because I feel like a lot of people, like realistically as people we've been, not, I, I don't want to say we've, but like people have been conditioned to. Um, yeah, but people. They've, will- been, they've been conditioned to like enslave themselves. So like to, about everything that they do, like whether it's a nine to five job, they've been conditioned. Okay, I'm a slave to my job. And then buying a house. Okay, I'm a slave to my mortgage. Okay, getting married. Okay, now I'm a slave to my wife. Okay, now having kids, now I'm asleep. So, like, so like they're, they're conditioning themselves almost to, like, be enslaved. So I feel like people are almost, they take that on upon themselves. They're, they're not looking for a life of, like, happiness and freedom. So they're not, that's not what they're looking for initially to begin with. They're looking mm-hmm. for that, like, enslavement. They're looking for that headache. They're looking to, like, oh, now I get to, you know, you know, uh, sit around and complain about my wife's my friends or I'm gonna go here and complain and talk like it's just people are looking for reasons to be negative I find you yeah know? that's true and it's probably not conscious it's subconscious but yeah I guess it's, it's because they see a bunch of people around them a lot of couples and married couples around them that are unhappy so that they automatically assume that's what being married is like yeah. right when, you, when you're married you're unhappy you're miserable <laughs> Well, it's not, it's not always, like, happiness. It's not always sunshine and yeah. rainbows. Yeah, and like, sure. obviously, there's ups and downs for every relationship in marriage. But at the end of the day, it's, like, are you willing to, like, overcome those? Are you willing to actually, you know, make an effort when shit hits the fan? You know, like, are you actually going to put an effort to make it, make it work and make the other person happy? And if not, then it's, like, yo... What are you doing? Yeah, I think a, I think a huge thing is to uh, continue putting effort into your relationship the same way you did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a huge game changer for all relationships. I think I think if anything, it's it should be. Even you should more. always, yeah, always, even more. You have to spice it up even more than at the beginning. It's not even like I think it's it's like I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think I think to a certain degree, it's it's more so than just like spicing it up, like in terms of like 
like romanticizing it. I think it's just, you know, in general, like you got to do more in terms of you got to constantly improve as, as a person. Yeah. You know, like you got to constantly, you know, if, if as, as the man, you got to constantly find ways to, you know, um, make, make your wife happy. And as, as the wife, you got to constantly find ways to make your man happy. And I think it's just like, it's all about evolving and improving together. Yeah, it you all know? requires effort. Yeah, because a lot of people look at the beginning of their relationship and they're like, oh, that was the best it got. But, you know, it's it shouldn't fault. be like that. Yeah, it's, it their, it's their own fault for it falling apart like that. But, I mean, like, uh, it, it is a team thing. Like, it can't just be the can't just be one person and not the other. Mm. I mean, sometimes uh, one person will try more than the other. And, like, mm. if you're still holding onto something and the other person isn't putting the same amount of uh, same amount of effort as you are, I feel like that's when you should take a step back and have a conversation with your spouse and mm-hmm. ask them like what's going on. And if they're not willing to put the same amount of effort as you, that's when, you know, like it's, it's, it's over, you know? Yeah. I feel like, like you got to respect yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because if, if the other person ain't respecting you, then somebody got to do it, you know, and it should be you. Like you can't, you can't depend on the other person to like, to make sure that you're, satisfied in terms of like what you're getting from that relationship you know because if, if you're just constantly looking to them to like you know be that 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 beacon of like support or beacon of whatever it is that you're looking for in that person you got to realize that like you got to find that shit in yourself and you gotta you know be dip- i feel like the only way you can become you know in a relationship is is if you learn to kind of love yourself first as corny as that sounds but no, it's true. I think I think you really do. I think you really have to like hit the point where you're just like, oh, you know what, man? Like, that's when uh, that's when I feel like you're bet you're the best in your relationship when you when you truly love yourself. Yes, because a lot of people are looking at what they can get from a relationship, but they're not looking at what they can give. And until they start giving, they're not going to find the right person. You know? Yeah. 100%. Because they're just looking to take. You know, if I want pleasure, I want you know love. I want I'm you present. know support. Yeah. I want this. But it's like they're not looking to like give, you know. I'm not looking to love somebody. I just want to be loved. Or I'm not looking to please anybody. I'm looking to be. I'm looking to be pleased. So it's like because of that, a lot of people they don't they never find the right person because they haven't you know become the person they're meant to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When you, uh, I feel like by giving you receive. You know, if you want your partner to give you something. If you want, if you want something from your partner, I feel like you need to give in order to receive. Yeah, yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. That's a very underrated statement too, and I think that that like that works for life as well, man. Like, you know, a lot of shit happens, and it's not it's not always nice. It's not always pretty. You know, like bad shit happens, and sometimes you know things happen where. Your motivation is just sucked out of you and you feel like, yeah, oh, you know, I don't have any, any more to give. And you feel like all oh, the all well, the world's taken so much from me already, but it's it's not. There's always more. There's always more because the secret, honestly, the secret to to receiving is giving. Oh, this is some like the secret bullshit. Now we're getting into like the the what, what is that? The movie what? The Secret? Remember that movie? I'm not against that. Oh, that no. <laughs> I'm not against it. I feel like they just Left out a lot in that. Uh, well, that's my problem with it. It's I feel like they they took like a very 
like sound philosophy and they simplified it to the point where it's just people look at it like it's like the most they made it thing. seem like it's it's like a magic thing whereas it's it, i feel like it's it's a real life thing it's practical it's, it's like okay it's very you, practical but the way they made it seem is like it's magic although like not saying magic is not real <laughs> I don't fucking but, know what that. I don't want. But shit like that's a whole new thing. But like shit like okay, you're gonna like you're gonna receive a car for free, like if you just think about it. But I mean, there's a lot of science behind that as well. But it's it's not. I don't know. Well, I just I feel like action is is what's left out of that. And yeah, action yeah. Is the most important oh yeah, hundred percent. So it's it is the whole uh, think think and receive think and you will receive, but it's also the action that takes place. Yeah. Oh, your hands are so cold. Yeah, it's for my ice cap. Jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, honestly, like I feel like with with that whole philosophy, there's there's a lot more to it than what that movie displayed. But anyways, back. There's like, a lot that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. Back back to what I was saying. Like a lot of a lot of bad stuff does happen, you know. And whether it's in a relationship or just in your everyday life, things happen, and you just gotta gotta learn to overcome it wait although <laughs> i did manifest that plant remember oh my god i think everybody freaking remembers because you post every single thing that happens oh i manifested this fart <laughs> no that's actually so funny because literally i've been thinking about your hands are so cold i'm sorry yeah i've been thinking about getting a plant for my studio since forever and this is the exact plant i wanted and I've been thinking about it since forever. And then randomly I wake up and I see a plant in front of my house. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, who brought this plant in front of my door? And I was like, I don't know. who brought. Like, maybe it's your uh, brother-in-law. Then I asked him. He's like, no, it's not me. Then I asked uh, my it was, sister. It was Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being my dad. He got it um, off. He got it from Walmart or something like that on sale. Sick. So, Yeah. I'm, I'm happy He's about dying, it. dying, though. You got to freaking give it I know. water. It's, I can't because I need to buy it a vase. Okay, so it's plant is dying. It's literally dying. I know. I just <laughs> I haven't had the chance You're to buy a vase. You're literally torturing a plant in the basement. That's illegal. I'm calling the police. No, don't. I just need to get a vase for it so I can actually water it. Yeah. But, you know, also, I feel like we, to a certain degree, we manifested this relationship. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But like unconsciously, oh, see, yeah, everything in your life is manifested. It's just a matter of being conscious of it or unconscious. Yeah, like that's why a lot of people who complain all the time are always eating shit. Exactly. Because they're always complaining. Yeah. And their minds are always fixated on the bullshit. Yeah, and they're unconscious that they're just manifesting more bullshit. Yeah. But I remember because I remember before me and Drew started talking, like in that in that stage of like probably like the couple like the couple weeks or months before me and you started talking i remember that was like probably the worst point in my life and i remember like i had been going through so much bullshit so much to the the point where i remember just like i was just laying down one day and it was like i think it was like 2 or 3 a.m and i was just chilling and i was having a bogey and I was like, what is life? Like, what the fuck? Like, what is this shit? Like, is it? I remember I was even contemplating, like, yo, is there even a God? Like, how is there a God if this bullshit is happening to me? Like, why Why would this, why would a God You're let... You're so deep in grade 12. I was like, why would a God let this happen to me? Like, you know, if there was a God, why would he let this shit happen to me? And then 
I remember just like, I was on the verge of giving up. I'm like, listen, man. <laughs> I was like, listen. I was I was almost like talking to myself too. Like it wasn't like I remember it was like a very spiritual type of conversation because it was like yeah. I felt like I was I was, I was speaking out loud. So I was like talking to or trying to talk to God. Yeah. But like I was also talking to myself. Yeah. And I have never I've never done anything like that before. So it was like the first time, and I remember I was just kind of talking and just saying shit, just whatever came to my head. And I remember just thinking like. You know what, man? Like whatever, whatever happens, I just I need a sign. I remember I was just asking for a sign, and like if I don't get this sign, I knew that I was just gonna give up. What? I was just like whatever, like because I was heading towards a dark path, and I was like, if I don't get this sign, I'm just gonna keep heading down that dark path. Fuck it, I don't even care. Like I got to a point where I'm just like, if I don't see a change, if I don't see like any Physical. glimpse of you know light. Yeah. I said, fuck it. I don't care. Like I was just like, yo, I'll go down that path and I'll go down 10 times harder. Uh, that's I was convinced. I'm like, if I don't see the uh, the sign soon, I'll go down that path. A couple of days later, that was that was when we started talking. That was uh before I even like messaged you, right? Like initially, like the apology. No, it was after. Oh, th- that that happened after that. Yeah, apology? but like it, it was like I didn't even think about that apology. Yeah. Like, it was just that. It was like, okay, yeah, yeah you apologize. Yeah, it was a, it was a very was dry like, apology. <laughs> yeah, you apologize. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. I'm a good fucking. Yeah. But from there, it was just, I remember, because it was during the time where, where I got in that fight and I, I literally almost, like, lost my eye. I remember that was tripping me out that I almost lost my eye. I know. I like, God that, I can see it right here. Like, it's so close to your eye. Yeah. He has a scratch um, on his, <laughs> a cut. I, no, I guess it's a scratch. It's well, it looks like a scratch, but it's actually a cut. If you see the actual photo from the day of, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, he he got a cut um, on his his cheek. <laughs> but yeah. it was it's very close to your eye. Yeah, it was very close. Like, to the point where it, I remember just sitting there. I was like, holy shit, like, that was a really close one. And I remember just thinking, like, yo, am I gonna, am I gonna continue down this path, or am I gonna, you know, figure it out? And I just mm-hmm. kind of let the universe decide for me, type of thing. I was just like, yeah. okay, we'll see. Like, we'll yeah, see. Just... If there's a God, then He's gonna help me out of this. If not, then. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like that ideology either, you know, because like a lot of people they're going through some shit and they're just like, oh, it's in God's hands, it's in God's hands, and I can't do anything about it. There's a lot of shit that you can do something about, but it's also good to listen to the universe. Yeah. You know, I think it's like a balance. You got to yeah. find that balance. I feel like life. in that moment, though, you were uh, you were asking for a sign. I feel like that's huge. Yeah. When you ask for a sign and you're open to hearing it, yeah. to receiving it, you'll uh, you'll yeah. actually see. Yeah, and then the that difference. was when we started talking. But it wasn't even like, to be honest with you, like it wasn't even just you. Like you, in my opinion, like obviously – it was a big part of it that it was you that I was talking to, but like it was the feeling, you know what I mean? It was more so the feeling that was assigned to me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you as, as you, cause we had just started talking. Like it was just new, mm-hmm. but I remember the feeling that I got was just like, yo, I don't want to fucking, like, I want to change. Yeah. Like that was the sign for me. It was like, because we started talking and I was like, I need to improve my life. Like if I'm going to start being, I remember society and like talking to people and like, you know, sharing 
stories and sharing like relations relationships and whatnot i'm gonna have to like make myself proper yeah you know and i'm just like yo like this girl is not a girl that deserves like drama she doesn't deserve bullshit so if i'm gonna be with her i have to get my get my shit together so it was like that that was the thing that like pushed me where i was just like okay you know what maybe we'll give this a shot yeah and it's actually funny because uh we didn't talk for a year or a year and a half before that we actually so we initially talked in grade 10 we had a little thing it didn't work out (laughs) and then yeah so we didn't talk for a year year and a half but honestly during that year and a half something in me like I literally felt like you needed help for some reason I told you about this before though Mm. I'd get random dreams about you and I just felt like I like you needed to be in my life like I needed to be in your life Mm -hmm. oh you were right dude yeah (laughs) honestly it was my intuition yeah it's crazy, but um, I but for me it wasn't even a thing like I want not not even a thing that I wanted to get back with you. For me, it's just like, okay, this will pass. This will pass. Like I don't need to, um, involve myself into your life. Mm-hmm. Like I just and I had no idea what was going on mm-hmm. during that time. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like, I don't know. It was just that it was a dark time. That yeah. whole that whole period. Not grade 10, but like I would say grade end of grade 11 and like grade 12. Yeah. That was when I got expelled. But that whole period, man, that was just a dark, like I was just, I don't know what it was, man. It was just this this little chip on my shoulder that I, mean, I just wanted to just cause havoc. I just wanted to cause chaos. The thing is though, nothing, there was nothing that really triggered it, triggered it for you, I find. Like nothing, it was just, I, I feel like it was mostly uh, inside thing, right? It was I, what I think it was. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of different factors, and I try to look at like my part in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just being young, and then there's something about being young and your desire to like, you know, like even as kids, right? You play, you do danger, dangerous shit. Yeah. You know, like you ding dong, you ding dong ditch a house. Because you're almost on the verge of danger and like you're getting away from it. So it's like it went from like shit like that and it just constantly evolved. You know, it evolves into this and it evolves into that. And then it goes to stealing and then it goes to fighting and then it goes to stabbing. And then it goes yeah. to like a bunch of different other things. And it's like it slowly progresses. Yeah, and that's and like, what. As a kid, you're constantly like, okay, like what, what else can I do? Oh, I I just did that and I got away with it. Like what else could I do? Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, like when you're hanging out with like like the hood kids and you know you're chilling in the streets all the time and you know uh, at the end of the day like obviously I had really good parents that that made sure that I was good but eventually you just get old enough to just go out you know you get old enough to just kind of do your own thing yeah and that's kind of when the trouble starts kicking in where you start doing the shit and slowly it just kind of progresses in you where it's just like oh you want to see how far you could take it like oh I got in a fight and I got away with it okay let me try to get in another fight Ooh, I did this and I got away with it. Let me try to do that again. So it was constantly just like causing trouble, looking for trouble. Yeah. I remember leaving. Like I, I remember leaving my house and thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm gonna like today's the day I find trouble. You know, what I'm mean? like today's the day. Like, oh, today we're gonna cause some trouble. I remember that. Like, I that was my mindset. Like, it was like I would go out and I would actually look for fights. Like, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm 
that life. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed like to the point where I'd carry, you know, a hammer in my bag. You know, like I legit had a school bag that didn't have any books in it. <laughs> I had a hoodie and I had a hammer. Oh my I just carried it to nice. school and that was like my school bag, you know? And that was like just, that was just what I did. You know, I'd leave my house and I was just like, oh, I wish today's the day. Like I want somebody today to like try to fuck yeah. me. And that was just the mentality. And it was just heading towards a dark path. And I started hanging out with people more and more that were reinforcing that. And then also hanging out with people that were taking it to an extreme. They were doing that and then more. So I was just like, okay, maybe I got to do more. So it was like slowly getting into it, slowly getting into it. Yeah. And then, you know, just knowing that it was wrong, but also being kind of like being at a point where you feel like you have no other, like, what else am I going to do? My, my mind, I'm like, ah, oh, what else am I going to do? I'm not good in school. What else am I going to do? And, you know, even being in school, like it doesn't, it never, it never brought out the best in me. You know, it never really showed me that I was an intelligent person. Which you are. You're so intelligent. But it was just, it, it never, like, I always thought that I always thought that I was stupid because I would get bad grades. So that's, I was like, oh, I'm stupid. I, what else? School. I'm going to go to school? Why? Oh. And when somebody would say, use your brain or like, you know, like, you're a smart kid. I, I always kind of related that to school. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not smart in school, so I'm not smart. You know? Yeah, it's crazy because uh, your intelligence uh, is defined by your grades during mm-hmm. school years. Yeah. 100%. It's like, oh, you're not getting good grades, you're not smart. Or you're getting suspended. And it's like you get labeled as like the bad kid. So it's like mm-hmm. you start going to classes and the teacher already knows who you are. It's like you yeah. walk in and you're just like, oh, you know, oh, here comes Ahmed. Oh, here comes trouble. Oh. Yeah. So it's like eventually you just kind of like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just live up to this reputation. Yeah, high school is all labels. Yeah. So like high that. school, high school was a was a very defining time. Honestly, it was a very defining time. Yeah. It was like one of those, it's one of those, it's like a jungle, man. You got to fucking make it out, you know? Once yeah. once you make it out, you become stronger. And some people don't make it out. That's why you see a lot of people still living in their high school identities. I know. You know, they're still living that life, the high school life. Uh, they go into university still living that life. Yeah. And then once they're out, that's when like life hits them. They're just like, okay, yeah. what now? And then, you know what, that's, to be honest with you, like now that politics is such a big thing. That's kind of what seduces people to the idea of like, like communism or, or like fascism or these extreme ideologies. It's because they realize that life is hard and they realize that like life is chaotic. Yeah. So what they do is they try to jump on whatever it is that they think is ordered, whether that's communism, whether that's this, whether that's like their ideologies, even like the, the non-extreme ideologies but people just they get so consumed by them to the point where it's just like they hold on to them so tightly because in their minds it's just you know you know life is so crazy i never expected this because i've been living inside of a bubble like oh let me find another bubble to jump into and that's what they do with these you know ideologies they just hop in them and they get consumed by them and you know it's just scary because the sooner that you the sooner you realize that, like, what life is, the sooner you realize life and what it is and kind of understand what it's what's going on. Not even in terms of, like, in some woke way, but just in a way where it's just, like, you understand life. You understand what's going on. And also understanding that it's, like, an ongoing thing. It's not, like, something where you just kind of wake up one day and you understand it. But once you understand that, you stop fucking being so vulnerable 
to people and ideologies and things and nonsense. Yeah, that's true. You know, actually, I feel like early on in grade 12, um, I feel like it's uh, it's very tempting to be like everyone else mm-hmm. in high school and just do the things that they are. But that's when it comes down to, uh, you know, knowing yourself and, uh, and you know, um, not getting tempted into doing things that other people are doing just to fit in. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, a lot of, I, I was actually, the, I think the only person or there was only two people in my grade that didn't smoke weed, drink or any of that. That was me and some other dude, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you about that. Um, yeah, like uh, for them and like they look down upon you if you don't do that stuff. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't live the same lifestyle that they do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Like it's. There's there's a fine line like high school is a very it's a very it was a very delicate place to like maneuver through because it's mm-hmm. not like real life at all. Yeah, I could have easily you know uh, did the same things that they did to fit in, but I didn't want to. You know, I know myself, and I rather I rather stay true to myself than just uh, do things that they like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's all about, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people have done that, you know, a lot of people have gone through that, like, high school life, and it's, 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 I don't know, because me personally, I went through all that shit, too, and mm-hmm. I actually did it, mm-hmm. you know, so I wouldn't say that it's, like, the end of the world if you've done that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, know? but it's. It's, I, it's about like saying true to yourself though. Like if this is something, like if it's something that. You, but here's the th- like at that age, it's like, do you even really have a self? Like, do you have something to stay true to? You know? Yeah. Well, I feel like I learned that early on. Mm. Like some people would kind of. Um, but like, did you, do you find that you didn't do it because you were afraid to not do it? No. Or did you not do it because you just, you were like, okay, I don't want to do it. No, honestly, like. I've been in, I've been put into situations where it was in front of me and mm. I could have. It's not about being afraid. Me, it's more so, of, you know, staying true to myself and like my my personal values mm-hmm. to not you know get into that. Yeah, and I I've noticed that about you. You're very you have um, like you're you're very quiet and you're very calm, but you you have a very strong personality in the sense that, like, if you don't want to do something. And if you don't feel like, you know, nobody can force you into doing something that you don't want to do. Yeah. And that's kind of what I noticed about you. You're very good at, like, staying true to yourself. So, I, how, like, how would you say you developed that? Like, obviously, for, for a young person, it's difficult to develop that. But how did you develop that? Um, did I just put you on the spot? Yeah, you put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, well, what, like, what, would, what do you think? Like, where do you think it started? Where did it stem from? I made probably from high school, just, uh, I mean, I don't want to be too specific with this, but I just feel like, uh, you know, when I first changed schools in grade 10, I did, you know, hang out with people that, that aren't really similar to, similar to me. Like we don't have the same characteristics and stuff, mm-hmm. but I hung out with them just cause I wanted friends, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, I feel like realizing that i just i could just realize that these these aren't my people you know like um we don't we don't do that we don't do the same things that 
we don't we don't share the same uh, characteristics or values. No, I get it. Like, it's, you guys just so don't click. Yeah. Well, no, we it. click, but it's just like they like to do things. I like to do other things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm not going to force myself to to do things that they do just to fit in, you know. But like my because my, here's my thing, right? Most people would. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like curious as to like, you know, what was the thought process behind having that mentality of just, you know what? I don't want to fit in, you know, like I don't want to jeopardize myself to, you know, get it to, to just fit in with a group of people. Like I don't, I don't want to jeopardize my morals or my, yeah. I just don't like to be fake. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I like to be, uh, I like to stay true to myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like by jeopardizing myself and like, compromising for other people mm-hmm. um it's gonna i feel i just i just knew it would lead me to being someone that i'm not yeah do you think it's different for girls than it is for guys in terms for in terms of kind of falling under peer pressure or do you think that it's i think it's the same? the same thing you think so yeah so what what is it like for girls do you feel like it's uh do you feel like as a man like it's easier to be pressured I think that there's an expectation. But I mean, there's expectations for a woman as well. Yeah, but I feel like there's different expectations for, for girls. Because I feel like for girls, it's the expectation is actually the opposite of the bad things that mm-hmm. people do. You know what I mean? That's like true. the expectation for a woman is to just fucking be like a doll that sits at home and makes tea and eats crumpets. And, <laughs> you know, like I think that's the expectation that a lot of people have. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot easier to like, it's harder to like disappoint people than it is to, sorry. Okay. Hold on. So I feel like, I feel like it's harder to like fit into the image than it is to not fit in the image. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like cause for girls, they have the image of just, they have to be good. That for them, it's easier to just be good than it is to, like, be bad. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But at the same time, I feel like we live in a society where um, it's hot for a girl to be bad. Yeah. So that's that's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel I like th- I feel like by for me, staying true to myself, growing up, I knew that being good is, like, the way. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's the ideal way you want to be. So mm-hmm. that's what I guess... But you pressure. didn't do it because of that. You did it because yeah, <laughs> because that's what you wanted. To do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so okay, um, but it's just for because I because with me, it was like a lot of the shit that I did. It was almost like why you haven't done that yet. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the shit that came up in my life, like in high school, like the things that I got. I don't. I don't like to even say peer pressure. Just the things that I kind of decided to do. Mm-hmm. They came up because it was like, oh, what? Ahmed, you've never smoked weed before? What the fuck? Yeah. You know, or, oh, you never did this before? Oh, my God. So it just came up and I was like, oh, um, yeah, I ain't no bitch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck it, whatever. You know, bring it on. Because you have that <laughs> mentality as a guy. It's just like, yo, like, bring it. I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a tough guy. And that's what yeah, guys are. Yeah, you want to take on as much as you can. Yeah, it's like guys are supposed to be like that. Like, oh, yo, I did this and I did that. And, yeah, you, you know, I fought this guy. And yeah, I, you know, like, I'm not a true. pussy. I'm, Actually, I'm, for men, it's like you're pressured to be uh, the tough guy. You know? Yeah, like you have to be the person that, like, does shit mm-hmm. and, like, survives. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, this guy got so fucked up. and he. But it's like, 
That's you, true. You know, it was like the shit. And now I'm saying it like as if it's like, you know, cool to like, it's not really, it's not to that extent, but it's just to the degree of like, you're almost expected to do the, sh- to, to do the things that are classified as bad as a dude, because as a dude, you're supposed to kind of be the brave, like person that like takes on these things. Yeah. You know? That's kind of like the expectations that everybody had. It was just like, you know, Oh, I mean, you've never done that before. Oh, then you've never done that before. That's true. Actually, I, now that you're saying that, I do feel like there is more pressure for men in yeah. terms for like being the tough guy. I feel like for women, it's just more of a looks thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like mo- women feel pressured um, into looking good and always being proper and all that stuff. But, whereas for men, it's like being the tough guy. And I feel like nowadays, it's uh, I feel like the pressure is only increasing because nowadays it's there's this whole like thing about toxic masculinity and like oh you know like oh boys should you know boys should be this and boys should be that and like a lot of people are losing their masculine uh, masculinity a lot of guys so you see a lot of little bitches mm-hmm. you know like you see a lot of people that you know they're they have a lot of like energy and it's not being channeled towards the right things so they feel like you know a lot of people are being told that ambition is is not a it's not a good thing you know, ambition leads to capitalism, it leads to corruption, it leads to what? this, it leads to that. Like, you know, people are being given these messages where it's just like, okay, well, you know, if that's bad and I want to be good, then maybe I shouldn't do that. So it's like all these things are kind of like stacking up against each other. And it's like, oh, well, there's a gender pay gap and there's that and there's this. Men are evil. Men are. And it's just now it's like this whole idea of like, oh, yeah, men are evil. Oh, fuck men. Yeah. It's like, oh, but you're you're a man. But then it's like, oh, well, no, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like this whole like identity fucking confusion. Yeah. You know, nobody really knows what their role is. Nobody really knows what they should be. Nobody really knows what they should be doing. You know, it's like regardless of of what's going on out there, you still got to, you know, you still got to hold your own. You still got to make it out. You still got to figure it out for yourself. So. I don't know. It's just for me, I feel like there's like now it's getting worse and worse just with with the way everything is looking. It's just we're getting to a point where, you know, nobody knows their roles. It's just people are just kind of doing their thing. Yeah. In terms of the pay gap, I do think like if a woman and a man are both working the same job, I do think they should be getting paid the same amount. But I do feel like women nowadays are trying to take the role of men and be like the math, the men in society. Hmm. I feel like that's actually going to uh, backfire on women because, yeah. and it's already backfiring because as women are working harder, men are getting lazier. Cause then they're like, okay, my some, well, not all men, but some men would get lazy af- after saying that their woman's making oh, more money. than them. Yeah. And then if that, that would backfire on the woman. Cause then she'd be more cranky and angry that the man's not stepping up and, you know, um, working. And, yeah. I think, but then it's like, yeah. I think it's there's demasculizing more t- uh, the men. Yeah, I think I think it's it's like even bigger than that because I think what what's happening is like women are entering the workplace and they're noticing or they're realizing that it's not as it's not as like sunshine and rainbow as they thought it was. Yeah, it's a whole lot of like fucking hard ass work. Yeah, you know, and and I think that you know the work that's being put in like it's it's a lot more. It's a lot more masculine for for somebody to put in 80-hour work weeks, you know, 
as opposed to, it's not a, it's, not, it's not necessarily a feminine trait to put in an eight hour work week. You know what I mean? So it's like for guys, they can forego having families. They can forego having this. Whereas like for women, you know, they're biologically designed to reproduce, you know, so they're more attracted to the idea of nurturing, nurturing and having families and whatnot. Yeah. And you know, I also, I feel like uh, that's like, uh, people look at that as, uh, as, as not hard, hard enough work. Like being a mother is very hard. Like it's Mm -hmm. not, not that, not that I'm not that I know of, but like, I just feel like it's not appreciated enough. Yeah. Like the, the work that women put at home is honestly, you know, it's, it's a lot of work and Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, society kind of brings women down for it. Yeah. For, for wanting to take care of her kids and wanting to be there and like, the whole cooking and cleaning thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's always jokers. There's always idiots. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, mm-hmm. the big thing for me was the reason why I was so attracted to you is because of how ambitious you are. Yeah. And I feel like in every marriage and every relationship, you kind of need to have that ambition, you know, like kind of, you know, unite with each other. Like, we need to be on the same page in terms of what we want. Because if you're settling for less and I want more, then I'm never going to get what I want and you're never going to get what you want. Yeah, exactly. So we always got to have the same ambition level and we got to meet that and we got to take you know, take what we want and you know, make it happen type of thing. Yeah, I'm all for women being independent, you know, making their own money because I remember what made me become more ambitious is the, is, the, is the fact that you started talking to me about all this stuff about like um, – becoming a UFC fighter mm-hmm. and living that kind of lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So me seeing that and obviously um I for me personally I wouldn't want to just be that that girl that's just with you mm-hmm. and like not, not doing anything. I would personally want to do my own thing as well so we can build an empire together. Yeah. And that's that's very important. It's very underrated but it's very important. And you know I think I think a lot of people they like to make excuses because life is hard. And just to go back to like the gender pay gap, I mean, that that statistic is it's it's calculated through kind of a somewhat of a incorrect basis. It's yeah. it's calculated on every industry across, you know, all industries across everything. So it's, it's not factoring in the details, which are very goddamn important, because if I'm working in the oil fields and you're working as a secretary in a nail salon, yeah, then it's two different jobs so yeah, you how, can you, how can you how can you compare the two you know you can't compare the two because those are two different jobs one is risking your life the other one you're just sitting in you know so you can't calculate it like that and it's like you know to kind of go back to the point of you know you know women obviously nobody should be paid less for doing the same job yeah if it's but the same it, job you should get paid the same amount. yeah but it's like my whole thing is this if if women were getting paid less for doing the same job as men then nobody would ever hire men. They would just hire women because they would be saving so much money. Yeah. You so, actually looked into this, right? Not really. I not. I wouldn't say I looked into it, but it's just, you know, there's a few things that, like, I've heard different um, intellectuals talk about, a.k.a. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, oh, he, he brought he, that up. he talks a lot about it because it's, it's I mean, there are logical arguments. They make, they make a lot of sense. But at the end of the day, like, I'm happy with the direction that it's going in. I guess, I guess in a way it's going to balance itself out and, you know, if this is kind of the, the, what needs to happen for women to kind of like start getting out of the shell and empowering each other, then by all means do it up, you know. But at the same, t- but yeah, at the same time, it's you know, 
it can't be it can't be destructive for everybody. You know, you just, I feel like women are they're in a very good place right now. Um, I think it's only getting better for them, and I think it's only getting better for everybody for humanity. Yeah. So I think I think I'm I'm happy with the way it's going. Honestly, I'm happy with the direction that the world is moving towards. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds. It's looking good, in yeah, my opinion. Honestly, I, it's I think so good. too. I mean, there's both sides to it. You can look at all the negative stuff and be like, "Oh my God, the the world's going to <laughs> it's going to an end. All mm-hmm. this bad shit's gonna happen." But there's actually a lot of positive things that are happening as well. I yeah. feel like people, a lot of people are, w- are waking up and. A lot of people are stepping up and making positive changes. And I feel like those people aren't credited enough. Like, like people who look at the news every day. I mean, you're always, you're looking, you're only looking at the negative stuff that's happening. There's, you're not actually looking at all the good stuff that happens. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like with car accidents, for example, some, some people can be scared to, to drive because they're, uh, they're scared to get in a car accident, but how how often are you really going to get in a car accident? Or no, wait, that's not a good example. With planes. Or plane crashes, yeah. With planes. I mean, you can be scared to fly on a plane. Mm-hmm. But realistically, only like one in like, this is not a real statistic, by the way. Like only, <laughs> only one in 10 planes will actually fall. Okay, that's a lot of fucking crashes. No, right? okay, okay, let's say <laughs> one in 30? No. No, that's not good? That's a lot. Okay, one in one in 100. No, that's no, that's, too. that's I would be terrified to fly. Over but it's common. But it's not like super no, common. Yeah, it's it's probably like one in like ten thousand, or it's probably even a lot too. Because think about it. Think about how many planes fly every single day. That's true. So if it was one that's in three, it's like, be fucking dying. Yeah, yeah that's true. Time. It's like it's like once in a year, once in a blue moon. You know. And no, it definitely happens like a good amount of times, but it's just. It's one of those things that's like it's not it's, the odds of it happening to you when you get on a plane is not very likely. Yeah, so like it probably does happen every once in a while, but it's like the like, odds of it happening is not is not very likely. Yeah, like you don't want to go into go on a plane expecting to be that day yeah, oh. where your plane crashes. <laughs> Imagine being the person that manifested that into existence. Oh my god. Oh. Everybody's in hell and they're just like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> why would people, why hell? Why not heaven? Because <laughs> in hell, they're negative. But in heaven, they'd be like, oh, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you for killing you know what? us. I want to I wanna talk about that. The whole like forgiveness thing. I feel like this, that whole, the, it was Frederick Nietzsche. He, uh, he kind of talked about kind of this topic in a sense. And he was like. I talked about it too. <laughs> You talked about it too. Remember, I told you it's very good to, you know, forgive others. No, no, no. he was he was the opposite. <laughs> what he was saying, he was saying his criticism of religion was that it was essentially creating weak people. Oh, really? Because a lot of people would be cowards, so they would hide cowardice behind morality. So let's say me and Drew are sitting down in a room, and you, I know that I could beat you up in a fight. Or no, you know what? Let's say we're sitting down in a room and I, and I know that you can beat me up in a fight. Okay. okay. And then you come and you steal you steal my my drink and you drink it. Okay. And I know that you're getting you're, you can beat me up in a fight. So what I say is I say, oh, you know what? You can have it. Whatever. I'm just gonna be the bigger person. But in my mind, I'm just like, okay, I just don't want to get beat up. So it's <laughs> like, are you really moral or are you just a coward? Yeah. Right? But it's like, let's say I can beat you up in a fight. And then you come and you take my drink. 
Okay? And I look at you, I'm like, oh, you know what? You can have it. I'll be the bigger person. I can beat you up in a fight. And, and I know that. But it's like mm-hmm. I'm choosing to be moral. So it's like nowadays, or not nowadays, but it's always been like this. A lot of people, they hide morality or they had cowardice behind morality. So they're actually just cowards, but they just kind of use religion. They use, oh, turn the other cheek. And they use that as a way of like being cowards. But they just hide it behind the whole idea of like, oh, I'm a good person. But it's like, are you really good? You know, if yeah, you had a, if you had a gun in your hand. And nobody was looking and you're standing on top of your worst enemy. Would you still be really good? You know, if you were if you were in fucking Nazi Germany and you had blue eyes and blonde hair and all of a sudden out of nowhere, they just decided to start killing Jews. And, you know, you had an opportunity to speak up, but you knew that if you spoke up, you'd get your head blown off. Would you really speak up? So are you really good? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or are you just afraid and you're just hiding it behind this? You know? Because a lot of people will say, oh, if I was born in, in, in fucking Germany in the Nazi Germany era, I would have stood up and saved the Jews. But it's like the odds of you doing that are very, very slim. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like the odds of, of people standing up and being good and doing good shit. It makes you realize that like, yo, you know what? Are you really good or are you just a coward? That's using this whole idea of being good as like a front. Yeah, it's you know? easy to be good when everyone else is good. Yeah. But it's hard to be good when everyone else is bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, put put somebody that's... in a situation to prove whether they're good or not. And we'll see how they handle it. That's and true. that will tell you a lot. So it's like that was like Friedrich Nietzsche's uh essentially his 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 uh his essay on or his idea of religion. And he was kind of discussing it in that in that sense. He was saying a lot of people are just fucking cowards. That's why there's a lot of hypocrites that call themselves religious. Yeah, it's true. And it's like that's that's why a lot of people are living a fake life because a lot of people live behind a mask. Mm-hmm. You know, they live behind. And sometimes I catch myself doing it straight up. Bro. I catch myself doing it like at work. There's a lot of times where like I'm at work and I'm just like, oh, let me fucking slap this person in the face but then in my mind i'm just like oh you know what no you're at work you're this you're a professional you're that blah 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 does that actually happen yeah and i'm just like what? wait a minute like i realize that i'm just like oh well am i really like am i really a professional person or am i just i just don't want to lose my job or am i really a professional person or do i just not want to catch a, a charge you know what i mean and it's like, oh, well, I guess maybe I'm not that professional <laughs> and I just don't want to catch a charger. I just don't want to get fired. Yeah. You know, it's like it makes you think that it makes you realize that once you notice that in your own life, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things I'm sure that you can break down in your life where it's like situations that normally like deep down inside you would have handled differently. But because you have to keep up with this like facade of life that you realize yeah. that you have to like uphold this lie that you're living and everybody else is living because that's what reality is. All it is is just like. An agreement of like a life that everybody's gonna live. We're gonna, yeah. Okay, we agree that this is reality. Yeah. We agreed on it, so let's all live it. But it's all bullshit. There's no, there's no really, there's no such thing as reality, realistically. You know what I mean? And as crazy as that sounds, but it's true. Like, there's no such thing as like Tuesday. There's no such thing as I, yeah, Sunday. There's yeah, no such it's thing. All as, made up. These are all made up things. There's no like the fuck are traffic lights the fuck you think yeah. that's like a nature thing like yeah the traffic true. lights like freaking jobs you literally like literally created all this stuff like bro like what does it matter like if if the world ends tomorrow 
and like you've spent your whole life working at like McDonald's. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. Nothing against McDonald's. Shout out to all the hardworking heroes that work at McDonald's, yeah. providing us with sandwiches 24-7. Yeah, I mean, we need people to make us sandwiches. No, I'm but <laughs> <laughs> Change your life. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But like what I'm saying is like imagine shit actually hits the fan. That's when you see what the hell reality really is. Because you realize, mm. oh shit, McDonald's doesn't fucking matter. Oh shit, Lamborghinis don't fucking matter. Oh shit, nothing really matters. These are all just things that we're like living because right now it's cool. It's, it passes the time. It's We agreed that this is cool. Oh, everybody agreed that Lamborghinis are cool. So what if we just you, agreed you, that Lamborghinis weren't cool? And we say, fuck Lamborghinis. Yeah, everybody would be like, oh, fuck Lamborghinis. That's what reality is now. Reality is fuck yeah, Lamborghinis. Yeah, it's literally all made up. It's all made up shit. It's all made up bullshit. Like, yeah. all, that's all it is. So it's like, once you realize that, it's like, oh shit, like I'm kind of living a fake life too. Yeah, even with time, like time isn't really real. Like it's literally made up by humans. Yeah. I mean, there is day and there's night, but the well, whole idea. It's a idea continuum, of... right? It's a yeah. continuum. It's not like, it's not a clock that goes around, you know, like it doesn't reset. Yeah. And the, the proof of that is like, you know, sometimes we have days where you're looking at the clock and it's going so slow. Then times you look at the clock and it's like going so fast. It's all like in your head, I find. Yeah, of course. I feel like when you're in a rush. The whole like you make your own reality thing, like to a certain degree, that's very true. Yeah, you know? it definitely is. It's very true. Because you know what else? Yeah. You want to know how, how else you know that reality is not real? Because let's say we'll, we'll, we'll use two people as an example, right? There's John and there's his girlfriend, Tiffany, right? So John and Tiffany, they're they're friends, they're chilling, they're hanging out. They're, they've been in a relationship for five years. John comes home, finds Tiffany cheating on him, okay? He's standing there looking at her cheating on him. He caught her, okay? Now, what's going on in, in John's mind? He's reliving his entire past with Tiffany because in his mind, the future was set. Oh, this is the girl I'm going to marry. His past was set. Oh, I had so many good memories with Tiffany. And his present was set because, okay, I'm going home. I'm going to go see Tiffany. Mm-hmm. But when he sees that his future is in shambles, his past is in shambles. So we think that the, that, that the past is just it's the past. Like you can't change the past, but you fucking can change the past. Yeah. So it's now all, perspective. all all of his memories with Tiffany are bullshit because he's just like, holy shit, this girl has been like, who knows if the good time that we had in freaking you know the mall when we went together. Yeah, who she, knows if that was real? Yeah, what if she was thinking about their man? Yeah, what if like, she was this? It changes everything. So yeah. it's like the past is not set. The future is not set. The present is not set. All it is is just the reality that you're creating and the reality that you're that you're agreeing to indulge with. You're indulging in this kind of facade with everybody else. And it's like everybody's just living it together. And we're just agreeing that this is what life is, mm-hmm. you know? But it's just, you know, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Shout out to all the McDonald's workers, though. Yeah. They're the real MVPs. Providing us with uh, some fries and burgers. Although I don't even eat McDonald's. Are you too good for you? You too good for uh, for McDonald's or something? No, honestly, like it's funny as a kid. Like all this stuff is so good, good to you, like sugar and uh, junk food. But now, like I'm honestly grossed out of it. Yeah, same. It's like. Yeah, like even that drink you mix, the Sprite, what is it? Tell us about your special oh, mixture. Oh, 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 get ready, guys. I'm going to change your lives forever. So you go mm-hmm. to, this only works at Popeye's. 
uh, or places that have Fruitopia and Fanta. So what you do is you get Fruitopia, the red one, you get Fanta, the orange one, and you mix it in a combination. You put a little bit more Fruitopia than Fanta, and you get the most delicious drink you'll ever taste in your entire freaking life. See, it's good, but for me, I feel like it's too, like, junk for me. Ugh. Like it's too like it's good. It's just it tastes too much like candy to me. I can't like remember uh, Sunny D. I was telling you how uh, I used to be so so obsessed with it as a kid, but yeah. my brother brought it home the other day, and literally, ugh, like I couldn't even drink it. Yeah, it tastes it like tastes, diabetes in a bottle. Yeah, it just it tastes so fake. Mm-hmm. Even I feel like a lot of juice on the in the supermarkets now are just they taste so artificial. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than you know homemade juice. Yeah, yeah, or water. Yeah, or water. Psych. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Fuck water. Fuck water, Red. Yeah. I think this podcast has been pretty long. I think we should wrap that up. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode of Living Your Best Life. Catch you guys in the next episode next Sunday. And happy Thanksgiving to you all. Peace.